If you've received a notice from the IRS proposing a large amount due on account of your cryptocurrency transactions, then this video is for you. Uh, one of our latest clients <clears throat> came to us because he got this notice from the IRS. Uh, it's a CP2000 proposing an amount due of $10,835. You can see that figure right there. And why was the IRS proposing this uh, figure? Well, if you go down to page four here, it gave him some details. Yeah, he didn't report some uh, dividends and things like that. But the main thing was he didn't report some of these crypto transactions on his 2021 uh, tax return. He bought these through Cash App. That's why it says Block Inc. But, uh, you know, we've helped clients who, uh, you know, bought and sold crypto through other platforms as well. You know, BlockFi, all, you know, Coinbase, all, all the ones that you're probably familiar with or have used if you've been um, in... Uh, if you've bought or sold cryptocurrency in the United States um, previously. <clears throat> so what, what does all this mean on this page? So th this page is basically um, the IRS showing you, well, let's back up. So Block Inc., right, Cash App, reported to the IRS that our client on uh, February 6, 2021, sold $2,905 worth of crypto, Okay. So that's your gross proceeds on the crypto sale. So they file and they file a 1099B with the IRS uh, and they give one, a copy to you as well, right? However, what these platforms don't report to the IRS is how much you paid for this cryptocurrency, okay? Uh, your cost basis, all right? So if, if you don't report your cryptocurrency transactions on your tax return, but the IRS catches wind from some exchange, like on a 1099B, that you sold crypto during the year, they're going to propose an amount due against you based on your gross proceeds without giving you any credit in that calculation for how much you paid for that crypto. Right, so these these figures here in this column, you know, reported by others, the, this is the gross sales price of the crypto he sold in each transaction. Okay, not his next gain, his net gain. So when you look at the proposed assessment on page one here, this proposal is based on the gross proceeds. The IRS is proposing to tax you not on your net what you netted on those crypto sales, but on your gross. And that's why these IRS uh, crypto audits can be um, so so shocking and, and, and so shocking when, when people get, 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 get a notice like this in the mail, they're like, oh man, IRS is really going after me for my crypto. Now, caveat here, if you're a tax nerd, you're gonna tell me, yeah, this is a CP2000, it's not technically an audit. To that, I say, yes, you are correct. It's not technically an audit, but most for, for most people who call in and say, hey, the IRS is auditing my crypto, it's because uh, they got a CP2000. So I'm just, I'm just talking to the people here, okay? And, you know, I know what they're going to search in, you know, the search bar is crypto tax audit or, you know, IRS crypto audit. And they probably mean CP, CP2000 is what they're referring to. Even though, you know, you are correct, all you, uh, you know, tax nerds out there, um, a CP2000 is not, and, and its response is not technically uh, um, an audit. So, and, and the crazy thing is about these you know, crypto audits, like in this case, is you could have had a loss on your cryptocurrency. And, uh, you know, you might think, oh, I had a loss. I don't have to report on my tax return. That's, that's wrong because <laughs> the IRS is going to come back and try to tax you on your gross, not your net, right? So, you know, consider this example. 
Um, let's say you bought, you know, during the, the most recent uh, bull market in crypto. Uh, let's say you bought five, five Bitcoin, okay, like at the peak, right? When it was like 70 or, or close to 70 or let's say $60,000, $60, okay? You bought five Bitcoin for $60,000 each. So you put $300,000 into Bitcoin, okay? And let's say when the market went down, let's say you paper handed, okay? And you sold those Bitcoin for, for those five Bitcoin for $40,000, uh, per Bitcoin, so $200,000. So we actually had a $100,000 loss there, right? You bought these five Bitcoin for $300,000, you paper-handed, sold them for $200,000. You actually have a $100,000 loss, okay? And let's say because, oh, you, you think, oh, I didn't, you know, I, did, I didn't make any money, you actually lost money, you don't report on your tax return. Well, if that crypto exchange that you bought and sold this crypto on re reports to the IRS, and they're going to send a 1099B to the IRS for that transaction in which you sold $200,000 worth of Bitcoin. And the IRS is going to propose an assessment assuming that your gain on that transaction was $200,000. Okay. Uh, so in reality, you had a $100,000 loss, right? Because you bought it for $300, sold it for $200, uh, and you wouldn't owe, owe any tax, right? If you just filed and reported those correctly on your tax return, in fact, you would have gotten a little deduction for that for $3,000 assuming you didn't have any other capital gains and that against, and then that would carry that loss would carry forward to benefit you in future years. Okay. But because you didn't report it, the IRS is going to try to, uh, uh, or propose to assess a tax based on your gross, uh, not your net. Okay. And that's why these IRS, you know, crypto audit letters or CP 2000s, um, they can be so, so confusing and so, and so frustrating, um, to deal with. So, um, here's what to do if the IRS is auditing your crypto. Okay. Step by step. Step one. Understand which transactions the IRS thinks you didn't report. Okay, uh, this is very easily done by looking at that section of the notice that we talked about uh, previously. This is on page four for this guy, um, and and looking for the list of transactions. Okay, so basically, we know that the IRS thinks that he didn't report these transactions on his tax return. And this is a, this is a CP2000 context, right, guys? Like, if, if this if there's a different context here, let me know in the con that, that you're dealing with crypto and the IRS. Let me know in the, in the comments, and I'll uh, maybe make a video uh, about that. Um, so once, once you, you know what transactions the IRS said that you didn't report on your return, what you should do is... A, confirm that you actually made these transactions during the year, and B, if so, check to see if you actually did report them on your tax return, okay? Because uh, I have, stranger things have happened, I have seen it where a taxpayer did report things correctly on their tax return, but the IRS still sent them an underreported notice like a CB2000, okay? So you want to confirm that what the IRS is saying on this notice is uh, true. And so once, let's, let's say it's accurate, right? Yes, IRS, I, you know, I, I actually engage in these transactions on the, uh, on the notice and I, I didn't report them on my tax return. You need to figure out what your actual, what actually, what your actual tax liability is for these transactions. Okay. Don't leave it to the IRS to, uh, you know, figure it out for you. Um, so, you know, where does this process start? Well, you need to gather your necessary documentation, right? For, uh, your crypto gain and loss to calculate how much you actually made or lost in the transactions. This could be very. This could be very simple. Um, if you use something like Robinhood, and obviously, you know, you don't get. There's no separate key with, uh, you know, Robinhood. Not your keys, not your coins, whatever. But look, lots of we get lots of you know Robinhood stuff right that comes in our door because people you know bought and sold crypto on on Robinhood or at least played with the prices on Robinhood as, as some purists might say, but they didn't report that on their tax return. Well, Robinhood sends you a gain loss statement. 
right? That shows your gain or loss on your crypto. Okay, and so it's it's very easy to see that because it's a it's a self-contained platform. You can't like put crypto into Robinhood or take crypto out because do you actually own it? Right, that's you know <laughs> the question. Um, most kind of you know purists would say no, but anyway, that's kind of getting beyond the scope of this video. Um, you know, it, it's going to show you your gain or loss in the transaction, right? But this can get more complicated, right? Like let's say you bought crypto in Coinbase, like let's say you bought Bitcoin in Coinbase, swapped it for Ethereum, transferred that to, uh, you know, BlockFi, uh, you saw BlockFi, you know, you're getting spooked about all these, you know, interest-bearing crypto places going bust, so you took money out of BlockFi, put it somewhere else, now it's on a hard wallet. So it can be hard to kind of track all this stuff, right, to kind of figure out, like, what did you actually pay for this crypto in U.S. dollar value when you bought it? Uh, what are the taxable transactions on that, right? Because when you, when you swap Bitcoin for Ethereum, that's a taxable transaction, right? Now you have, you have a gain, right, equal to what you paid for the Bitcoin you swapped versus the value, um, you know, when you did that swap of that Bitcoin, right, slash Ethereum. Um, and now you have this new basis in the in the new coin you have Ethereum, right? And so let's say, you know, so it can get very complicated. And you, you have to get all these documents, right, export all these transactions so that you have them so that you know what you're looking at. Okay, um, so it, it's, it's easier, right? And, and thankfully, that's the case with this client, which is why we're not, you know, charging him you know, that much money for this, this case, um, you know, because these crypto things, they, they can be extremely time intensive. And, you know, the fees are in, you know, multiple tens of thousands of dollars. I think for this individual, we, we charge them, um, I think around $2,000 to, to help them, you know, uh, fi figure this out and, and, and fix this. But, um, you know, let's, let's say you made all your, your, let's say you bought crypto on BlockFi and sold crypto on BlockFi. Let's just BlockFi RIP as an example. Um, That'd be fairly straightforward, right? Because it's all in that system, right? You need to uh, export your BlockFi transaction history, look for what you paid for the crypto, right? And what you sold it for, and those would be your gains, right? Every time you sell it, that would be reported on 1099B that the IRS would know about that would have been listed in the CP2000, right? And you just got to tell it, well, what did you pay for the crypto each time you sold, right? Um, you know, but like I said, like I was alluding to earlier, let's say you bought the, the, the crypto on another platform like Coinbase, Okay, and then transferred to BlockFi and sold the Bitcoin on BlockFi. You need both your Coinbase transaction history and your BlockFi transaction history, right, to figure out, you know, what your basis was uh, in each of those sales. Um, and BlockFi doesn't know, right, because you transferred them from Coinbase. How does BlockFi know what you, um, or how would BlockFi had known? <laughs> I know it's in bankruptcy right now, but uh, you know how would BlockFi have known what you paid for the crypto on Coinbase? It wouldn't. It's on you to keep track of these records. Okay, um, so the underlying question you need to ask for each of your unreported cryptocurrency sales is, where did I buy this crypto originally, right? Uh, and how did it get to the exchange, right, where I ultimately sold it or other platform where I ultimately sold it? Okay, and you need to figure, you need to get all the the documents and transactions history that can complete that narrative there and fill in that paper trail. Um, you know, I, I, NFTs it can get complicated with that stuff too. You know, because if you know you 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 buy an NFT with Ethereum, that's a t taxable event. So um, you know this this can be very very complicated. Um, and that, but once you've kind of figured this out, right, which is a big ask, your basis in each of these transactions, then you know your gain, right? Take your gross proceeds in each transaction, separate and subtract out the basis, right? What you paid for whatever was exchanged in that transaction. And there's your gain, right? You have to figure out if it's short-term or long-term on each one. Um, and then what we do for our clients is once once we've gotten to this point, 
we will actually plug these figures into our tax software, right? And of course, we double check our tax software's math, but we'll actually, you know, prepare a like a, a dummy tax return as though the client had done their tax, taxes correctly the first time. Okay, and uh, we will send this to the IRS when uh, we respond to like the CP2000 in this case. Okay, so then we have an idea of what the client should actually owe uh, in taxes uh, for for these for these unreported crypto transactions. And uh, spoiler alert, it's probably going to be a heck of a lot less than what the IRS uh, is proposing here. Okay, um, this FYI, you probably shouldn't file an amended uh, return. Um, if you file an amended return, it, it could kind of delay things um, a little bit. I made a video on letter 86C um, last week. It, it was published last week. If you file an amended return, the amended return, people are just going to transfer that amended return to the automated underreported unit, right? In the case of a CP2000, they'll send you an 86C saying, hey, we transferred your amended return to this unit. It might just delay things a little bit. What you should do if you get a CP2000 about your crypto is do all the things I just said. Right, figure out what you, what you should actually owe the IRS, and then write a response letter uh, to the IRS explaining what happened, right, and attach uh, that you know updated tax return that 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 you did as though you had done your um, return correctly the the first time, including that eighty nine forty nine that shows all the crypto sales you made during the year, right. Um, uh, that's what you should do. And you know this is kind of the I'm not going to show you all the the um, the meat of this document here, but we did this recently for a client. This is actually a different client, not the one I just CP2000 redacted. I just showed you, but um, you know we basically wrote in and uh, explained basically what what we agreed with on the 1099B. Uh, he was actually doing stuff through BlockFi. And what we, uh, you know, disagreed with, right? Because the IRS was trying to tax, was proposing an assessment based on his gross proceeds um, of fifty thousand uh, dollars worth of USDC, USD coin in his BlockFi account. Um, and of course, this is this is even kind of a different story because, like, the USDC is theoretically pegged to the dollar, so his basis was his proceeds. So there should have been no no tax whatsoever on that, right? A little different than the whole, uh, you know, if you're actually doing a a coin like. Uh, Bitcoin or something, but anyway, <coughs> getting beyond the scope of this video. Um, so basically, you're gonna you're gonna figure out what you actually owe, and then explain why that's what you actually owe in a letter to the IRS um, auto, um, AUR auto reporter unit. And where do you fax this? Well, you fax it to the fax number at the top of the notice. There it is, right there. Just fax it there. Um, it will take them some time to respond. Um, you know, a couple months at the very least to go through your information and, uh, you know, respond to it. They'll probably send you a letter in the meantime saying, hey, we got your response. We need some more time to review it. Um, and then, you know, after that, they might ask you for some more information. Um, you know, hopefully you, you attached all the supporting documents for your calculations to your initial response to the notice. Um, and then they'll make a determination, right? And if you've done things right, determination should be what you, uh, you know, counter propose to them uh, in the notice you wrote. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, basically it, folks. Um, the closing letter, well, there's two kind of closing letters in this, in, in these cases. I don't have, I didn't pull any from our uh, database because um, that just kind of struck me right now. But um, 
the uh, notice CP2, uh, CP2005 is when the IRS closes your case with no change to what you initially reported on your return. Um, and the letter 1802C is when the IRS closes the case with a proposed assessment, but hopefully it's a lot lower than their initial uh, proposed assessment. Okay. Um, and then, you know, whatever that number ends up being, if the IRS, you know, ends up assessing against you, you either got to pay it, right? Or you got to explore your tax relief options for what you owe. Um, I have videos about uh, tax relief options um, here on the left-hand side of the screen. Um, well, my, my tax relief playlist is on the bottom left of the screen. Uh, my video about CP2000 in general is at the top left uh, of the screen. Uh, of course, if you, need if you need any tax help, folks, uh, give us a call at 866-8000-TAX. Visit our website, choicetaxrelief.com. Thanks uh, so much for watching, everybody. I'll see you in the next video. Bye-bye.